Yeah, nothing's really like coffee. There's nothing in the world like coffee. Um, so, what's your name, and where do you bring games to and from? Oh man, what a great, what a great directed question. Uh, my name is Nyan Ramachandran, and I work for Playism. We uh, we are an indie-focused publisher that uh, localizes um, Western indie games uh, to release in and publishes them in Japan, and we do vice versa with Japanese indie games. Uh, what do you do more of? Like, like which direction does the uh, cookie crumble? Uh, actually, it kind of goes both directions. Like, uh, basically, a lot of the Japanese indie developers are kind of on the same dev cycle because they're all developing uh, specifically for a comic market, which is like a big convention. That's where they sell most of their physical or all of their physical media. So they kind of want to all be ready for either summer or winter. And there's only two comic markets every year. So it just happens that all the top Japanese developers are actually on the same dev cycle. Uh, so if that year is that year where you know there's a lot of Japanese indies uh, pushing games, then it's usually the Japanese games that uh, end up being the bigger ones. But this year, it's a little bit of a lull for Japanese indies. There's a lot of Japanese indies like in the middle of development, so it's mostly Western stuff right now. Okay, um, how do you get ahead of that comic? Uh, would you comic, comic market? Yeah, how do you get ahead of that and find the and and kind of work with the games, or do you use comic market as the kind of jump it off point for a lot of your conversations yeah we actually use the comic market as the jump off point for a lot of our conversations basically um, you know these are Japanese indies that are only selling their game initially only selling their game at comic market so there's no they don't have online distribution at all they only sell it uh, as a physical disc uh, and they only have like you know 500 copies and they go pretty fast if they're like top tier indie Uh, so what we do is we basically go in there and we talk to them and say like hey wouldn't you like to take this in the global scale? Uh, we talked to them about like Steam and PlayStation and so on, uh, and basically getting out there to like the Western audience and to a larger Japanese audience as well. Are they very like open to the idea generally, or are they more like skeptical? Um, <clears throat> they might have been skeptical probably like two years ago, but we go to Comic Market every year, and the Japanese Indies talk to each other. So like you know when we're walking around, they're very receptive to it, but they're also they're they're less skeptical of the idea of doing it and more skeptical about the quality of their game and how it'll fare in the Western market. They're, they're, they're not necessarily... Some of the smaller ones are kind of afraid that their games are just not up to snuff for the West. Uh, what are some of the metrics... Or, not, or what do you look for in like a Japanese game that you want to bring to the West? Because I know like a lot of Japanese games have this kind of undefinable charm to them. Mm-hmm. Just in that, that being made where they're made, that... It's just such a different place from the West that it that it kind of comes out as very novel. Um, so what do you what do you look for? Um, actually, it's it's not as it's, fu- it's funny you use the word metric uh, because it's it's actually we use a very like ambiguous system in which we look at games that we think are just really kick ass and they're games that we'd want to play. Like I, I look at it as like what would what would uh, you know twenty year old nine want to have played. Uh, had he didn't, did he, you know, if he didn't know any Japanese and he lived in America and he wanted to play some cool games, so it's like it could be anything. It could be like, um, you know, character action games like Devil May Cry, or it can be uh, uh, JRPGs. It can be side-scrolling action. It's it's kind of all over the place. We just look for games that look cool. How's the uh, indie scene in Japan changed over the last little 
over the last years with, with digital distribution becoming as powerful as it is? Uh, I think digital distribution has been a huge part of it for like building up the Japanese indie scene. But more than that, it's like the events. So like TGS now has, like Tokyo Game Show, now has like an indie section that's sponsored by Sony. And so Sony provides those booths for free to people who apply. So there's obviously there's a limited number. So um, they basically, you know, you'll, they'll get hundreds of applicants and they'll choose from that. Uh, plus they have like BitSummit, which is... Uh, the first year it was in February, but like last year it was in the fall, and I think this year it's going to be in sort of middle of summer. So who knows? Uh, who knows, really? I mean, I, they actually announced the date. I think it's like in July or August, but it's BitSummit is basically like um, it's a smaller event that's that's really growing, but it's basically about the Japanese indie scene and like bringing all these developers together to share knowledge and tech and uh, and just to basically like teach you know, each other, but, like, how to build a scene the way that, like, the Western indie scene shares all this knowledge and tech with each other and, like, shares, like, how do we make a bigger game, how do we make a better game, you know, all the things that, like, a person by themselves may never know, you know? Yeah, especially if they're, yeah, they're... And also, I imagine the language barrier also uh, can, can, can involve that as well. Um. Yeah, so, I mean, that's the biggest problem is that, like, you know, uh, the English literacy rate in Japan is very low. So, as a, as a result, Japan is just kind of, it's the kind of country that, you know, they're like, they, a lot of Japanese developers, I think, feel, oh, well, you know, my game's not good enough for uh, the West, plus I don't know English, so I'm just going to make games that serve, you know, my small audience, and, you know, that's good enough for me. But, you know, we we want them to get out to the global audience, we, we help them localize it and stuff, but... A lot of the developers are still afraid of like, you know, even if we show their game in something like PAX or, or, or you know, uh, E3 or something, they're still worried about like going there and being there in person and talking to fans. They want to meet fans, but they don't know English and it's, it, it's, it's a kind of terrifying feeling for them. Uh, yeah, I mean, if I had a bunch of people that uh, didn't speak English come up to me and want to talk to me at my game convention, that would be terrifying for me as well. Yeah, I, can, I mean, I can imagine it being kind of terrifying. I just, I just hope that, like, eventually these Japanese devs, like, realize that there are people all over the world that, like, really love their games, and they just want to say nice things to them and tell them how much they love the game. You know, that, that's what it's all about, right? It's, like, it's not about, like, angry mob coming with pitchforks and, and flames to, like, kill them or anything. Uh, so is there, like, a Japanese IGF? Uh, yeah, kind of. I mean, BitSummit has an award show itself. Uh, again, the Japanese indie scene is still so very small. It's kind of fledgling. It's like, I would say it's about 10 years behind the, the indie scene in the West. So it's it's still growing, but it's very, very fledgling. And the, the sort of the Japanese AAA scene and the mobile scene are like the biggest part still. So they're kind of like finding their footing and, you know. So that means Japanese Braid is coming out next year? Yes, that's exactly what I mean. And do you have Japanese Braid locked up? Why not? Well, sure. there's other people that, that that move games around, right? Sure. No, I'm trying to be as vague as possible. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Yeah, of course, I got locked up. <laughs> um, how's your GDC been? It's been awesome. It's been awesome. I'm like really tired, but uh, you know, the, actually, the sad thing is that uh, I've been able to see exactly one talk because I've had so many meetings, and I'm just, you know, a lot of a lot of our business gets done in these meetings, but also like when we go to like parties and you know hang out with people that. You know, we otherwise would not get the chance to see because they themselves are in meetings. Um, but it's a it's an incredible chance to meet people that otherwise we wouldn't meet because you know we, for us coming to the West, you know coming to the U.S. because we're based in Japan, right? So coming to uh, the U.S. for events, it's usually packs. It's usually consumer facing stuff, and not all developers go to those things. So for us, it's like incredibly fruitful for us to come to GDC, be able to meet 
uh, developers that uh, you know they're they're either not coming to PAX because they don't have a game to show yet, or they just showed their game or something, and now they're spending time developing. Cool. Um, is there any um, thing you should consider when showing a game in Japan that'd be different than showing a game in the West? Like, is there any like tips for? Um, people who've just shown at PAX Prime and PAX East and stuff like that? Yeah, there's actually a couple things that I would really recommend. One is having like a controller map board. You know how you have those controller maps that you just have set against the TV that says what every, uh, every button does? That really helps because even if you can't speak Japanese, they are almost conditioned to look down at those. Mm-hmm. So they'll always look at those. As long as it's in Japanese, they'll look at it and be like, okay, I'll figure it out. The other thing is if you're showing a PlayStation game, this is such a small thing, but living in Japan, this actually pisses me off too, is if you're ever going to show a Japanese game, please switch Circle and X in your game. Why can't we just make them change? Well, I mean, the, the fact of the matter is, like, you know, Japan did it first, right? Circle was accept and X was cancel. And it makes sense in Japanese because Maru, like circle, really means okay. And X means batu, bad. So it made sense for the controller. It made like, just intuitive sense for Japanese people. And then for some reason, when the first PlayStation came out in the US, they switched the buttons for some reason. And I don't, I don't know why. I, I've never understood why. You haven't grilled like an ad, a Sony representative? I, you know, at this point, I'm not really sure if any Sony representative that I have access to would have any idea why it happened. <laughs> um, what about, like, is, is merch worth doing? Totally, yeah. Uh, especially if you have a game that's already gotten a little bit of, like, hype in Japan, merch is absolutely worth doing. Um, especially if you are able to sell it at the event. Um, like, Comic Market is famous for doing not just the games themselves, but... Um, they're also having like t-shirts, music CDs. Music CDs are huge. If people love your soundtrack, they will definitely buy the soundtrack. So uh, that's that's big. I would say like pins are big too. But in general, I think like the, the thing to go for is like t-shirts and soundtracks, which are both I think fairly easy to print as long as you find the right people. Cool. Uh, well, thanks for being on the question bus. No problem. And do you have any last words or anything else you want to say? Uh, no, except that if you're a developer. Uh, and you have not been to GDC, that you should totally come because it's absolutely worth it. So you don't want to like promote any Twitter accounts? Or... Oh, I'll promote something. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at the Trin T H E T R I N, or you can follow our company uh, at Playism P L A Y I S M E N for their English account. Okay, thank you. All right, thank you.